This is the Mr. Irrelevant Podcast. I chose a Mr. Irrelevant name not because I was even good enough to be drafted last overall in the NFL draft, uh, but just because I was a simple average Joe just talking about my love for sports and my learning as much about sports as I possibly can. From football to F1 to really any sport he feels like talking about, Mr. Relevant Podcast starts now. And welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. Not sure if I actually had an intro on this episode. Um, I'm trying to kind of figure out what I want to do as far as an intro is concerned. If I don't have an intro, then consider this just a shitty intro, I guess. Um, but uh, a few things before you get into the actual topics of today's episode. I do kind of just want to go over what this podcast exactly is. So, hi, my name is Connor Bork. I will be your host on this podcast and throughout this adventure. Um, few things. Uh, reason for the name Mr. Irrelevant Podcast is, uh, well... I have zero credibility to be talking about sports whatsoever. Uh, I actually didn't end up playing sports past middle school. Um, kind of embarrassing to say, but you know that is the case. Uh, but I still fell in love with sports. I, I uh, and I simply love the game of anything. Uh, is the best way to put that. Um, I'm also a student. I love learning. So melding those two things, though my love of sports and my love for learning just felt like a natural combination. So even though I lack that credibility, uh, I do feel confident uh, in my ability to gain that knowledge through simply being a student of the game. Um, and I simply want to create an environment and community of like-minded individuals, maybe people that weren't good enough or never had the opportunity to play sports but still love sports, to have that conversation through this show. That's kind of my goal and my purpose here. Um, with that being said, you can expect this episode, this podcast to be posted twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at around 5 p.m. Uh, most places that you find your podcast. So for now, that's going to include iTunes, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, YouTube. Uh, they though this it's, it is going to be an audio version, um, as well as Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher. Um, and this is a sports show, if you couldn't figure out by the thematics of the name. Um, but we're mostly going to focus on the NFL, as that's kind of my passion uh, for the most part. Um, but we are going to sprinkle in some, some talk about college football, Formula One, NBA, college basketball, NHL, MLS, uh, and maybe some MLB, though I am not the biggest baseball person, um, as most people are nowadays, I guess is the best way to put that. Um, and in the hopefully near future we should be adding some guests and co-hosts uh but for now at least for the first two episodes it is going to be a solo show uh featuring myself with that being said let's go ahead and get right into it uh so typically these episodes are going to have uh breaks about halfway through it but this is going to probably be a shorter episode simply because um we're just going to be doing a breakdown of my season predictions so my awards i guess is the best way to put it as well as predicting who are my pick as to who's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but typically there's going to be, it, we're shooting for about an hour long with a, a, a break about 30 minutes in between. Um, will be, you know, a couple seconds for you. Um, might be an ad or two, hopefully. Um, and then we'll get right back into it. But just so that way I can break up the recording of these episodes. Uh, but getting into it, season prediction style. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at my predictions. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, tweak the audio a little bit because it did look like I was peaking there. Hopefully this is, sounds a little bit better for you guys, uh, but we'll see. Uh, that being said, um, we're going to start with my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. 
Um, so my pick for offensive rookie of the year this season is going to be George Pickens. Uh, he, uh, obviously the stud wide receiver that you've probably seen throughout preseason and footage from Steelers camp. Um, he's looked absolutely incredible. Definitely has the dog in him. As most of you will know from that, uh, wacky, uh, draft night video that he posted, uh, but nevertheless, he is a character, uh, but he is a fantastic wide receiver, runs fantastic routes, uh, fantastic in the run game, uh, very well, at, does very well at blocking. Um, and uh, I just I simply feel like he is probably going to be poised for a fantastic season. Uh, that being said, the main issue that I see kind of the counter argument to this is going to be the QB question marks uh, at the time of recording this where it is uh, September 6th at about 1035 a.m. Central Time. Um, it was recently announced that um, Mitchell Trubisky will be the starting quarterback for the Steelers, at least in week one, with uh, with Kenny Pickett being the second string quarterback. Uh, that being said, of course, you know, I, I see him overcoming those QB question marks um, and having a fantastic season and getting that. Uh, coveted offensive rookie of the year. Moving on to defensive rookie of the year, I have Jordan Davis. Probably not who most people would assume. Um, Kyle Hamilton was probably my second in there, but I mean Jordan Davis is just a freak of nature. I mean he sits at six seven, three hundred pounds, and ran a four seven eight at the combine. That is insane. Now of course he is a D, a D tackle. And the way that Georgia ran their defensive line is they had so many stud players that they were, you know, transitioning them out in and out of uh, the game fairly quickly um, or fairly often, I should say. So uh, there is some question marks about his stamina, but there's definitely no question marks about his ability. And even at the D tackle position, I do think he's going to be disrupting the quarterback and definitely disrupting the run game. Um, maybe we'll see him be as I, I doubt that he'll be as efficient as Aaron Donald. Um, at least right now, but I do think he has that potential despite his size. Uh, so Jordan Davis is definitely my pick for a defensive uh, rookie of the year. Um, and for all these picks, I would love to hear if you're on YouTube watching this, I would love to hear what your picks are. Uh, leave them in the comments down below. If you're listening to this on uh, any of the other podcast platforms, my Twitter um, is at Connor assassin five. That is at C O N N O R A S S A S S I N the number five. Uh, go ahead and tweet me your picks for the season as well. I'd love to hear that conversation. Um, moving now on to the established players, we have Offensive Player of the Year. My pick for that is probably going to be the... I think he's probably favorite at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, of course, the running back for the Colts. Um, he had a fantastic season last year. He was a fantasy football uh, Cinderella story, essentially. Um, if you had Jonathan Taylor on your team, you most likely won your, your league's championship. And that was just the fact of the matter. That being said, of course, um, he ran, there was some, some games where he ran into some QB play issues. Uh, but historically Frank Reich, who is the head coach of the Colts, uh, likes to call his plays around what his QB is best at. And currently, with Matt Ryan now the quarterback under center for the Colts, uh, that's going to be a quarterback that works really well off of play action, which is fantastic because they are, that means that they're going to be running the ball in, uh, more in order to set up that play action, with giving Jonathan Taylor the opportunity to have you know, some big breakout runs and have some big breakout games. Uh, that being said... Um, I do have uh, this this overwhelming nag in the back of my mind saying that there might be some injury concerns going into the season. Um, 
Not that he has any lingering issues or anything like that, but mainly because he hasn't. He hasn't had, you know, typically in this league, we see running backs have a big injury at some point during their rookie contract. Not saying that's the, that's the, that's the, uh, not saying that it's a given, but that is something that we see pretty often. It's unfortunate, definitely unfortunate, and I really do not hope that Jonathan Taylor gets hurt. I, I don't want anybody to get hurt whatsoever, uh, especially players as good as Jonathan Taylor. But if it is going to happen, I do think that, or the fact that it hasn't happened yet is definitely giving me some question marks about going into this season. Um, of course, that being said, they're all, they also made issue, which is kind of a non-issue, but... Um, Overhyping. I mean, everybody's saying that he's going to have this another amazing season, and there's just something in the back of my mind that says that that it's too good to be true, right? Like whether it be the universe or divine intervention, I think that I I I just I can see a, a situation where the overhyping gets to him, um, not necessarily in maybe in his head, but like you know we expect so much from him, and he has he goes out and he has you know still above average year and everybody gets disappointed and so on and so forth so that is another issue that i have again not necessarily uh, a real issue but just something that uh, i think needs to be considered uh moving on now to defensive player of the year micah parsons dude he's so good i mean aaron donald definitely is always in contention for this award um but micah parsons i think needs to be up there i mean he almost won it as a rookie so that that's definitely something to be said Quartered 11 sacks, of course, last year as a as a kind of a Swiss Army knife player on the defense. He can play Mike. He can play um, pass, um, and he can play pass rusher. So uh, just doing a little bit of everything makes him such a valuable asset, especially to that um, Cowboys team. Um, and, of course, he's going to have another year in the Dan Quinn system. Um, and he's going to have another year in the NFL, putting on more weight, you know, getting faster. Um, the main issue that I have with him is that teams are going to be more prepared for him. Um, you kind of saw it there at the end of the season that teams now have, you know, really good film on him. So they kind of know what to expect coming from him. That being said, I, 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 I can't, again, I kind of see that as a non-issue because he also has more time to watch tape on other teams and to better his game and to become more elusive. So I, 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 while it might be an issue, I don't think it's going to be, you know, too big of an issue for him to overcome. Um, now moving on to quite possibly the most important award in the NFL, the most valuable quarterback, I mean, player in the NFL. Um, and that award I think is going to go to Josh Allen. Uh, everybody thinks it's going to go to Josh Allen, unless you're, you know, an Aaron Rodgers fanboy. Most of the league is thinking Josh Allen. Um, with that being said, of course, uh, there is, um, there is some issues with that, uh, before, before we get into my issues with him and what I think could, could prevent him from winning the MVP, um, the reasons why he's taken massive steps in the right direction year to year. And I do mean massive steps. The biggest knock on him coming out of the draft was yes, he has this massive arm, but he's not very accurate. What does he do? First season in the NFL, not very accurate. Second season in the NFL, insanely accurate. Like he just continues to take these steps in the right direction. And I think it's only a matter of time before he's winning, you know, probably breaking Peyton Manning's MVP record. Um, that being said, he also has incredible weapons. I mean, you have Stefan Diggs, uh, you have Mike Davis, you have uh, James Cook, the brother of Dalvin Cook. James Cook, of course, is more of a receiving back, um, which is definitely going to help him out. Um, 
But yeah, I, I do think that this is the year that Josh Allen puts everything together that he's been able to accomplish and puts it together into a season that's absolutely insane and wins him the uh, MVP. Uh, now, of course, my counter-arguments to that is going to be a lack of depth. While they do have good depth, don't get me wrong, there's not a lot of big-name players on the team outside of the top two receivers. Uh, they do have pretty good running back depth, but other than that, it's kind of a step off of once you get past the top two receivers. Um, of course, they have uh, Dawson Knox at tight end, but of course, we don't know how he's going to be given the unfortunate passing of his brother. Um, so we, we it's still yet to be seen about that. Uh, with that being said, though, I do uh, still think that he's going to be able to overcome that and really uh, impress us, uh, impress us um, this season. Uh, and of course, moving now on to my Super Bowl predictions. Now, I'm going to go ahead and predict the two teams that I think are going to be in the Super Bowl itself, and then we're going to move on to uh, taking a look at who I think is going to win, uh, giving a little breakdown of each team, so on and so forth. Um, so the two teams that I think are going to be in the Super Bowl this season are going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. Um, now, the reason why I think the Bucs are going to be for the NFC, representing the NFC in the uh, Super Bowl, as much as it does pain me as a diehard Saints fan myself, I do still think that this is a year. This just feels like another Tom Brady year. That's the best way to put it. It feels like a last dance situation. This, this just seems like the perfect Cinderella song uh, for him to go out uh, finally into permanent retirement and go get that absolutely massive bag uh, from Fox. Um, with that being said, uh, a couple reasons, more reasons, they did load up on more weapons. I mean, they retained Mike Evans, they retained Chris Godwin, and they added Julio Jones. Now, the biggest thing with Julio Jones is I think he's going to replace and kind of fit into that Gronkowski role. He's not a tight end, but he's still a big body receiver that might not you know, be as good as he once was, but he's good once as he ever was. And what I mean by that, besides being a song quote, he's still a fantastic jump ball receiver and is a big body, a big target, and I think he's going to be lucrative in that red zone. I picked him as my last pick in my fantasy league for this very purpose. He's one of my sleeper picks for fantasy this season simply because of the fact I think he's going to be a touchdown machine. Um, now, the biggest issues going into the season is going to be, I think, Tom Brady's family issues. There's been some news concerning a fight between him, him and Giselle. Of course, we don't know how accurate those are, if those are just allegations, so on and so forth. Uh, he did miss that time, uh, those 11 days during training camp. Not that I think that will be a big deal, but I, that is still something to think about. Um, also, the O-line's been ravaged with injuries. Um, now, of course, I was watching First Take and Get Up this morning, and they were talking about how Tom Brady's not necessarily worried about that, how he's motivating his O-line and how they're looking good going into the season. Um, but that is still something to think about. You lose an, an, you know, an all-pro uh, center, and that there's 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 going to be some, some growing pains with that. Um, so those are the two issues I really see for this team uh, outside of, you know, possible injuries happening in season as well but of course we uh will have to wait and see for that uh moving now on to the los angeles rams who i do think is going to be uh or not rams sorry the buffalo bills um rams were another my my second pick for the nfc but uh bills um taking a look at the bills i do think that they offer the best chance of getting in um Good chance of, of uh, getting in uh, from the AFC side of things. Um, just simply off their offensive weapons alone and their defense that's gotten even better. 
Um, they, of course, offensively, like I said earlier, they have Stefan Diggs, they have James Cook, they have Gabe Davis, they have Josh Allen, and they have a very good O-line. Uh, kind of an underrated offensive line group, but still very, very good. Of course, that being said, defensively, they picked up Von Miller, which is a massive, massive pickup for them. Um, he was one of the pivotal reasons as to why the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. And I think that he has a very good chance of going back to back with those rings. They also, of course, of course, probably have the best safety duo in the league with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. They had some injury concerns during camp, but the, the reports that I'm seeing saying they're good to go for week one. That's a big deal for them. They also have one of the better corners in the league, which in Tredavious White, that defense is absolutely stacked. Um, but again, Two main issues are kind of like the same issues I had with Josh Allen winning the MVP. Uh, lack of depth, at least in my eyes, as well as overhyping. I mean, they're the Super Bowl favorites to win in Vegas, and there's no no going around that. And and it's like, does Vegas know something that we don't, or is it the other way around where Vegas uh, it just got this one wrong, and we're going to have to wait and see on that front. Uh, but overall, I do think the Bucks are going to win simply based off of they have more depth at those key positions, as well as they have Mr. Tom Brady. And I do think that this is going to be their last dance situation where they're going to send him off um, kind of on a high, getting him another ring. He can finally retire, go out on top like like Peyton Manning did and uh, go be uh, an NFL analyst or commentator on Fox as well as being an ambassador to the sport uh, as that big what $357 million contract is alluded to be for. Um, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, it was kind of a shorter episode. Like I said, going to try to shoot for the one hour mark usually, but this was kind of just a, an introduction to the, both the show as well as a little season predictions. We'll be back again Thursday, uh, right before Thursday night uh, kickoff to go over the game, go over some news, and uh, take a look at some more stuff going into the season. But I hope you guys do stick along throughout the season. I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Uh, still got some a little some issues to flush out, um, some up, more updates to, to come. Uh, but I'm super excited about this podcast, and I'm super excited about this NFL season. So don't forget to follow uh, both the podcast and myself, your host, Connor Bork, wherever you are on social media. Uh, links to everything are going to be in the description down below if you're on YouTube or the show notes if you're anywhere else. Uh, but I, I hope you have the best day that you possibly can, and I'll catch you all uh, next time. Peace out.